Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday, November 9th. Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 127. I am very excited about today, and I say that every single episode, but it's 100% true. I'm always excited about this show, so and what God is doing through it. So, um, okay, I think that's it. I've been um, my brother-in-law, who works for the Elijah List as well. His name is Michael. He is not the same Michael that works behind the scenes on this show. Typically, he's a different Michael. Uh, and he wrote me a couple weeks back, and he said, "Whoa, I just talked to this. I talked to this great, great girl. She's her her name is a woman." Uh, she's, uh, you know, she's, she's just like the, the sweetest person. And I think that she'd be a great, great person for Elijah fire. And so he sent me information and I saw very quickly, I was like, yes, this, she seems fantastic. She seems like a delight. So she's an award-winning author. She's a singer songwriter. She's also the founder of Miss Wright Publishing Limited. Give it up for my guest today, Gracie Wright. Gracie Wright. Welcome to Elijah Fire. Thank you for having me. This yeah. Is awesome and just wonderful. I love what you're doing here. Oh, thank you. you. Know? Thank I'm you. So Michael introduced us. I know. Yeah, he's a great guy. So he was, he had nothing but good things to say. It was a glowing review, Gracie. So, yeah. So, okay. Uh, there's a lot of people who might not know who you are. You're new to this show, at least. So, why don't you take however long and just tell people a little bit about yourself? So I am a children's author. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter, like you said, and I run a publishing company, primarily publishing children's books and helping people catch their their dream, turn it into a concept, build on the concept, and then develop it into a tangible product. And um, so those are kind of um, you know the things that I do. Um, you know, uh, like well through the whole of my life actually um but more recently the publishing side of things so um and I work I do you know I work in schools and we help kids like overcome their fears and help oh, kids, like do, you know talk to them about never giving up living their dreams um you see when I was a child I was hit by a car when I was 11 and I lost all my childhood memories and so it's a wonderful, wonderful gift, really, to be able to go back into that part where my life was stolen, you know, where my childhood was stolen, um, robbed. That's what I, I think it's like identity theft, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and now I get to speak into it and call kids out and see the gold in them and then, you know, declare it over them. But it's in, it's in the secular world, so it's not like, you know, too upfront with Jesus, uh-huh, but yeah. really just saying, what is that kid really good at? Let's, let's, let's speak about it. Let's encourage them. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a lot they do, yeah. Yeah, there's another children's book author that I have on the show. Her name's Abby Duplaga. She's fantastic. She writes this super cute book called Ambitious Abby, and oh, cool. um, she is very much the same approach, where it's... It's not overtly, I mean, it's Christian values, but it's not overtly Christian, mm-hmm. uh, which has opened up a ton of doors for her to be able to go speak in schools and speak into kids' lives. And honestly, kids are just amazing. Like, I absolutely love kids' minds. 
yeah. and uh, you know, their imaginations and they're kind of just like, it, it's like the way God intended us to be without all the burden of, you know, negativity and uh adult things where it's like when you become an adult you need to become a you need to become a negative nancy so you know it's like it's it you're you're free of all those burdens and so i absolutely love just seeing the minds of kids um i'm kind of a big kid myself anyways so it's biblical yeah it's biblical (laughs) childlike faith i mean obviously you need maturity in that god Mm -hmm. isn't talking about being um, you know, whimsical with it, but yeah, um, wonder having, having that, that childlike wonder yeah, again, faith, yeah. you know, when yeah. you just know that is going to happen because your daddy said it was going to happen, mm-hmm. yeah. so, you know? Yeah. yeah. So in regards to when you had that accident where you hit by a car, um, you said that your, um, how, how did you say it? Your, your childhood memories were taken from your was it memory loss or was it were you talking more about being able to do the normal things that kids did that all of a sudden that was like the cutoff was that moment i didn't remember anything i didn't wow parents were i didn't know how to read i didn't know how to communicate so i was in a coma for five days which isn't it's long but it's not long you know like some people so but it is significant amount of time. Um, and then, and so I, I came out, I, it's a bit like, I, no one has been a zombie, but it's a bit like that numbing, you're not really here, you don't really know who you're talking to. And so, wow. and, and it, they didn't even think I would live. So really, you know, I'm a, a miracle. This I'm a miracle that I'm walking, I'm a miracle that Absolutely. I, you know, can do what I do so when I say identity theft it's because I feel like your memories are just you know who you are they build up a foundation they build up a relationship with with friends with your parents your memories like of love and if you don't have memories of love you have nothing you have you're just here yeah if you can't relearn memories where do you go like so i couldn't even like learn new things in a period of my life so it was a very interesting stage to be in and no one really knew how to navigate this but my parents they stood in and they prayed for me and when we were in hospital my mom said to the doctors the surgeons they said what do you need to happen so that she survives and they said we need her brain to stop swelling by one millimeter so she said i command your brain to stop swelling in the name of jesus and that and and many other things but i mean there was that push where she was like her faith kicked in now she's relying on the lord she's not going to listen to what the doctors are saying in in, in like oh gosh she might not live that was what they might have said to her 10 yeah. percent chance <laughs> yeah yeah so what was that process like of walking that out like how long what were there issues was it just memory issues were there mobility issues i would imagine there were some cognitive issues if it was a brain injury correct yeah i had the most horrific pain in my head for years i mean most of us have fallen over and hit our head imagine you know when you were hit by a car and you or you fall 
you know, on your head. It's, it's very, very painful. So um, I was in a lot of pain through my back, through my legs. Um, and I, yeah, I had three fractures in my skull. Um, and so it was, a, yeah, it was a lot of, it made learning very difficult. It made friendships difficult. It made my relationships with my parents difficult. So after that point, I really had to start again. I had to start with new building new friendships and and learn to love my parents again. Wow. And they wow. yeah, so it was it was very unknown as well. There wasn't much information about brain injury. Um it hasn't it hadn't been very well studied really for children. So um but you know what we had so many people praying for us all over the world and mm. I believe this is I'm a testament to the power of prayer, Absolutely. the power of authority, um, the, the authority that parents have over their children. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. maybe I'm a new mom, my baby's seven months old, and I'm with her and I'm thinking, wow, Lord, you gave me this little person <laughs> after to mm-hmm. love, to show her what the kingdom of God is like on this earth. And it's my responsibility. And you trust me to do this. Yeah. And there's all these things that can happen, right? Not that that's where we we look for things to happen, but things do happen. And so how do we speak into our children's lives? How do we nourish them from the words of Father God into who they are now, as soon as they are born? Not later when they're, you know, they can read. <laughs> no. So I think it it kind of all comes back to like how my parents spoke into my life, how they talked to me about God, how they worshipped in front of me, how they were so free to be in love with Jesus in public. You mm. know? Um, yeah. It was really the cornerstone of my healing and foundation, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think uh, I, I'm curious, how long was it from the brain injury to when you actually, because obviously part of your testimony, you got healed yes. of that. How, lo- how long of a don- duration was that? I mean, you're talking years? I'm talking 20 years. Yeah. 20 so, years. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why, and I'll have you get into it. The reason why I asked is because... Um, Obviously, that's not a guarantee for anybody else who's in a similar situation, but I know and I've shared this testimony. There was somebody who wrote into me last year and they wrote about this young girl named Carrie. And at the time, I think she had just turned 13. She was in a horrible car accident. Mm. Her mom, unfortunately, didn't make it. Um, And then she was, you know, her legs were broken in multiple places, but she also had a brain injury. And, you know, I've given updates. I actually need to get a new update. It's been quite a few months, but... um, same thing. This is your testimony. I know is bringing hope to those people um, to continue to contend and continue yeah. to believe. So that's why I just think it's so, um, such a great, great, great testimony of God's faithfulness and his, his promises of healing. So, yeah. Yes. And, and there's, who knows why it took 20 years. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I didn't have a, a revelation of why it took 20 years. Um, I I know that, I mean, I, I my story is I completely left my faith um, oh, okay. because of 
the brain injury because well I loved God I was very angry with God because of what happened to me and then multiple things it wasn't just that in you know I was hit by a car and multiple times actually um and it directly um targeted the things that I was created to do so I used to dance and then my feet were run over by a car <laughs> so that's why I became pretty upset with God and I I didn't really understand at that point because you know when you're a teenager I don't think you necessarily do that it's not God is not doing this to you right. you know yeah. um, but why are all these things happening why did it take 20 years I don't know but I was healed yeah. and there is power in this testimony and we've shared it on Sean Bowles's show mm -hmm. and we've shared it with Bethel and Bill Johnson shared it and we've prayed with hundreds of people and people have been healed um and and that was my ask when i was healed of all the back injury uh, i was healed at david's tent have you heard of david's tent in i have yes with sean foyt mm -hmm. um you know later when i gave my life back to the lord and i you know i came back in this kind of push-pull relationship of i love you but you know i'm afraid if I love you again, all these bad things are going to happen to me again. Um, I, I just learned so much death. <laughs> like in that yeah. whole, I, yeah. I, that things do happen to nice people and that things um, do happen to Christians. And just because you have a love for Jesus doesn't mean it's not, but it's how do you process that with the Lord? And I, and I also do believe he covers you and he does protect you. Yeah. And if we could only see how much he's protected us, mm -hmm. you know. Right. I've, I've thought about that too. And even just whether it's me being protected or even those areas where Satan tries to come in and go, you're not, you're not doing anything. You're not helping anything. You've never helped anybody. And realizing, hey, you opening, you holding the door open for some random person. I think that even those might have, repercussions of God being like, that's exactly what that person needed in that moment. And that was what brought healing for them in terms of men, even who knows, you know what I mean? Like if it, I was holding the door open for a woman, um, who knows, you know, it's not our job. Uh, well, there's no way we could know those things. And I think that God, you know, I always think like when we get up to heaven, he's going to just show us this beautiful tapestry that he wove out of our lives. Wow. Be like, you know, Look, even oh. this thing in your deepest, darkest moment, I used that yeah. for this person over here, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, too, like that whole, if I come back to you, Lord, <clears throat> all these bad things are going to happen. I think that's a very real, mm. a very real and raw and honest reaction. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. They may have found themselves in a similar place. I've even found myself in a place like that when I've gone through a really rough season, even walking with the Lord, gone through a really rough season and then been like something good happens. And I find myself going, God, when's the next bad thing going to happen? Like you're almost waiting for the shoe to drop. And, yeah. and, and God has just been so compassionate in those moments of being like, Jeff, I don't operate like that. Yeah. Like those bad things that happened to you were not me, sure. you know, and it's, it can be, if we're not careful, it can be easy to fall into that trap, right? Of, of thinking in that way. And that's a, that's a way of, of like 
you know, uh, renewing your mind, you right. know, from yeah. each day is different. And, and it's that it's so important to renew your mind in the word, in your relationship with Jesus, in, you know what, I will not let foreboding take my day. Because mm -hmm, it can. And and when you understand when you start to understand the spiritual authority you have, who you are in Christ, you're a child of God, you're a child of the king of the universe. Hello, now we've reached a different understanding of who we are, right? And so I didn't know that. I had didn't have that relationship in that way with with the Lord then. I understood um he was loving and he was, you know, I understood lots of ways about the Lord, but I didn't have the relationship like you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and so i think it's just so important for anyone whatever they're going through brain injury or sickness it's just like lord where are you in this yeah mm -hmm. and and yeah. and to not give up hope which is very hard to say when you're in lots of pain or you're struggling with whatever you're struggling with it's really really tough but um you know, look at Paul. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know, we went to his, where he was um, imprisoned in Malta. And we went into, um, he, there's a, a kind of a cave under the church. Um, it's really deep in the ground. And we, in Malta, and we, we went to, to this little cove, this dark space, and we sat and lay down in where he would lay and write. Wow. And we were like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry when I'm whinging about X, Y, Z. You know, just put stuff in perspective that all of this goodness could just penetrate from his writing into something that now millions and millions of people have read. It's changed their lives. It's so prolific. Mm -hmm. And it was in darkness and caught, and it smelled awful oh, and then yeah. they would have had snakes and rats and and you're thinking oh my gosh yeah his circumstances didn't determine his identity of who he knew he was yes <clears throat> yeah yeah and i think that's also the same with the car crash um when something bad happens to you i think it's very easy for that to become your identity um, and so we use that as a crutch, like, oh, I am, I'm the girl who was hit by a car and I lost all my memories. So therefore, this is my response to life. Mm. And there was a point when I, I, I don't, I hadn't even rededicated my life to Jesus, but my dad said something uh, to, to a friend, you know, oh, she'd been hit by a car. So like excusing me for almost something, like, I don't know why he did that. And I said, that is not my identity. I don't, we don't, it doesn't, we don't need to talk about it anymore because it's not who I am. Wow. It's just what happened to me. Mm -hmm. And then when I was healed, I said, now, Lord, you must use this in, in whichever way you can so that others are healed, so that your glory is seen in this. So we are not going, oh, I was hit by a car and I had this terrible life. I'm like, I'm over that. I'm healed. I am well. My brain is firing. You know, of course I have to renew my mind every day like everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, God has gifted us the power and authority to walk like him. Wow. So what will I do with this day? Mm. What will I do with the healing? And so when he healed my back in David's tent, I said, Lord, send me now to as many people as we can 
be around to heal their back and we, there were like lines of people just they're suddenly coming around me and I'd say bad back and they go yep I just put my hand on them I wouldn't even touch some of them I'd just like say you're healed thanks for listening the Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner visit ElijahFire.com slash give some it was more of a conversation and they were it was just healing after healing after healing after healing I prayed for somebody with like um celiacs or something uh-huh. Jeff and uh and I like you know thank you Lord just heal her da 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 and then two days later she came and found me at David's tent and she said you know you prayed for my celiacs well my back was healed and my disc came back in two plates <laughs> wow <laughs> they weren't even praying for that I said oh my gosh that's so funny I said isn't Jesus funny because he's just using my faith and just all that kind of I guess that felt like an anointing because I couldn't screw it up. You know what I'm right. saying? I could, I mean, he knows what he was doing. I was just willing to just be that person. Yeah. You even pray, prayed for the wrong thing. You know, yeah. God was like, I'm, yeah. I can work with that. <laughs> he loves your heart. Like he loves your heart. It was like, you know, yeah. so we've wow. seen an incredible amount of healings through the testimony so if this is for you if you've suffered with brain injury or i mean you know that could be anything that doesn't have to be a car crash um i just believe that you are healed in jesus name Mm, amen yeah and i'll have you pray at the end too um because i would love i think that that'll that's going to bear much fruit so we see some cool stuff on these live streams too um but talk a little bit about that that healing process obviously you went to david's tent right yes how how many times had you been prayed have you been prayed for oh my gosh so many i mean gosh i've been prayed every which way and i think and i'd really lost hope i'd really i lost hope i was like okay but but actually at david's tent just before then i'd come into a place in my heart which was like lord I need you 100%. 100%. That means I let go of this. That means I let go of this. That means I surrender everything. Mm. Everything. My clothes, my belongings, my, I mean, I got rid of everything. And it was, it was in obedience. Like it was um, anything that held me into bondage in any way went. Mm. That was my journey. I don't believe that has to be everybody's journey. Um. And it was just like any, if I went to something to deal with an emotion and it wasn't Jesus, it went. Mm. It was a friendship and I went to them for an emotional side. That relationship was gentle. The Lord just gently released me so that my only person was Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And then we would just walk together and talk and go on dates and I would pursue him like he was my my husband, like you know, like my best friend. That right, we're gonna do everything. So now, what does it look like? And in this pursuit, I gave up. It's like um, I gave up like my right to be healed. Interesting. Well, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not, I don't know if it's like a, maybe the best way to to word it, but. I gave up my need to be healed. Yeah. So and was I, it kind of like a, 
Jesus, if you never heal me, you're enough. Is it kind of that that whole thing? I was so in love with Jesus. Mm. Um, I didn't feel any pain. Does it, the pain is there, but that wasn't in my my forefront of my thinking anymore. I didn't wake up and think, oh, I'm in so much pain. I just thought, oh, wow, Jesus, where do we go? Who do we pray for? Who do we touch? Who do we speak to? What sound do you want to create? What, what should we play on the piano? How much time can I spend with you? That's I, I mean, it was the best time in my life. Hmm. Um, and so I say all of that because, yes, there had been all this prayer, and and it ebbs and flows with these emotions of like I'm going to be healed and then you're not healed and then you're like oh I'm not healed and oh this is yeah. awful and you all this emotion twirls around um and there's there's disappointment and so if you let go of that really let go of it there's no disappointment. You're not bound by whether you're healed or not. I guess that's the point. Yeah. yeah. Then I was healed. <laughs> and I was healed on the way to the ladies' restroom. And <laughs> this is so, and I literally, someone said, hey, Gracie, would you like prayer? And I said, oh, I'm fine, thank you. And they said, well, is there anything? I said, well, my back is, is still bad. And they said, okay, you know, well, can we pray for you? Yes, go for it. I mean, I was like a bit blasé, like, yeah, sure, that's great, thanks. Mm -hmm. um, and they started praying and um, they said, do you feel any difference? I said, you know, I feel like a millimeter. I could stand a millimeter taller. Just, it was it. And I said, I'll take that. Let's keep going. And they prayed mm -hmm. for half an hour. Everything disappeared. I mean, it was so freeing, Jeff. You know, when wow. it found you and you kind of, I was very stiff, so I couldn't really move as much as your body should be able to move and then a week later i was at david's tent and the pain came back and it came back worse and i said after the prayer after the prayer uh, and i said oh no i've been healed hmm. i have been healed jesus doesn't take back healing and i think this is something that lots of people experience and lots of people go oh i was healed but it, it lasted a week or it lasted an hour or it lasted a month and i think the enemy is just like did you really get healed and then i think that's when you say back off my father is good you don't let doubt creep in and you stand on exactly what happened and you may have to dive into the word and read healing script you you may have to just lay and worship or whatever you have to do to really truly take root and tell him to get out of your camp he's not welcome mm -hmm. he's taking ground that is not allowed right yeah so that's what i had to do and then i was completely healed wow it's interesting though that the first you know when you first got prayed and you're on your way to the ladies room and you were kind of just like blase about it and you actually experienced, you're like, you had that moment of, it was almost like your faith was like that much more. And you were like, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. And then you experienced that healing and then you came back. And it was interesting to see the contrast when you started to, f you felt those, that pain return. And you were like, no, 
Like yeah. it was like something rose up inside you and you're like, this is mine. Like, this yeah. is my healing. You don't get this. Yes. And because yeah. also the Lord is like rejoice in all things. I mean, we are always, I am personally tested in this often, right? But in this moment, I understood this and I was like, I'm going to rejoice. This is it. This is that moment I can rejoice. I'm in so much pain and I love you, Jesus. And you are so amazing. And you have healed me. And I stand on that promise. Mm. And I mean, I walked across the field like an old person. I mean, it was, you know, like I could barely stand up. And I just did the things. Someone prayed for me again. Nothing changed. And then the next day, this lady calls me and she says, You, sister, come here. She goes, all this stuff has been put on your life and I'm going to take it all off. Come and on. she just saw in, in the spirit like daggers thrown at my back. And she starts taking them off. And she said, wow. you have to dance, go and dance. Wow. And, it, that, and it, there was so much freedom. It was just this, you know. Mm. How amazing. I, look, I know that there's a lot of people who, who need healing. And so I know that this is something that's just like really stirring with inside of them. Um, of just like, yes, thank you. Hope. And I think that's why it's so important to, to share testimonies like this. Yeah. Um, but also Gracie, and I know that you've, you've really had to walk through this, but I mean, you've, you definitely carry this. And I noticed this even just when, when I like looked, looked you up like on, uh, I, I Instagram stalked you, uh, and, um, <laughs> when my brother-in-law told me about told me about you and i could just tell that you have there's something really god has done something really special in your life and it's it's to be used within the body of christ and that's that life is a gift and that regardless of circumstance that god is good regardless of circumstance that he is worthy of our time and you've you've kind of you've had to carry the burden of walking through and learning that through a very difficult, very difficult time in your life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think anybody else watching you now would agree with what I just said. So you're an yeah. absolute, uh, absolute gift to the body of Christ. Oh, well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jeff. Um, I have so many awesome people around me to help me in that. You know, I don't think this is a lone journey. Sure. Um, you know, you just, my family, you know, we, we're all we're all speaking into each other's lives and praying for each other and keeping each other accountable and and I, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. Your weakness can only, or it can be your strongest gift to get you closer to Jesus because that's where He works best in your weakness. Amen. And my mm -hmm. weakness um, was writing and reading after being hit by a car and you can't remember anything. My mm -hmm. <laughs> And read that was my one of my biggest weaknesses and that's what the lord used to mm. then help children so you know mm. yeah and i you know and even um how he gave me the books was incredible because <clears throat> i was on my way back to jesus i wasn't i wouldn't say i was i was not fully walking with god i had this like i said before it was like um was very suspicious of some Christians. <laughs> it was like, what do you want? You know, and they were always so yeah. happy, you know. And um, I had this encounter with the Lord in the kitchen. 
and he it was a full beautiful weighty presence of god and he said you are going to win awards um for your children's books and i want you to write the message to say i love you just the way you are Mm. to children um and i laughed and i said i don't even write children's books and i just thought i mean i wasn't mocking him i was like this seems absurd you know (laughs) and so i just answered back and i said well when would you like me to start then you know when should we start lord and he's like now like right now so i go okay i'm gonna stop and this was where i also started coming into a closeness with the lord and he was so beautiful to lead me through my childhood that i lost as an adult i'm walking through my childhood with jesus writing children's books for kids that says, hey, it doesn't matter if you put your shoes on the wrong feet. It doesn't matter if you put your pants on your head. Jesus, well, you are loved just the way you are. <laughs> You're loved just the way you are. It's okay. We all have to learn. We all make mistakes. We all, we're not perfect. We're not supposed to be. We all look different. And that's great because we're mm. unique. We all have different ways of doing things. This intercessor has a different way than this intercessor. This prayer warrior or this healing person, preacher, whatever you want to, you know, artist, praise God that we're all so different. Right. Thank you. Hallelujah. Because I'm glad otherwise it would be really boring, wouldn't it? It would be so boring. And I was just thinking about you're talking like how odd it is that we listen to Satan in those areas when our our differences are what make us unique in how God made us. And yet Satan will take those differences, which should be celebrated um, and go, you don't look like so-and-so you're not, you're not good enough. You're not doing it. It's like, but then like on the, when you're outside of that fog of temptation with those thoughts, it's, it is absurd. It does look absurd. Um, And that's why I just think it's so important to have community and speaking life into each other. Yeah, because uh, it's huge. And that's something my wife and I always really try to do even with each other is just always try and speak life into each other. Um, you know, uh, we don't sit a upset at each other for very long because we do argue like, you know, like couples do, you know? Um, that's good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's so important to, to have people around you who are, who are speaking life, speaking yeah. the truth, calling those things in out to the front. So, yeah, because the enemy, he he's whispering, I mean, all the time. Mm-hmm. And we all know that. And, it, it, you know, it just happens in, in, in our own unique way where we will listen because this is he will target the way we will listen, right? He's not going to target a way we're not going to listen. Like, you know, if you, you know, you're like, I've got great hair and you know that, he's not going to tell you that your hair is terrible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> talk about that. Um, and so... Like, yeah, I think that's when we really need to be empowering each other as a body and just uplifting the church, one another, where we just speak, wow, look at how these guys did it. Isn't that amazing and unique? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done it like that. Praise God that they saw a way to do it a way I didn't do. Mm-hmm. It, it fits all the, the gaps, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, but with children, they're very impressionable. Mm-hmm. Do you have do you have kids? Not yet. Okay, soon, 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 yeah. soon. Um, 
Well, as you know, they they listen, they are watching, they're learning, and so you can you can really mess a child up by what you say to them. Mm-hmm. And I worked, I had years of over 15 years of working with children. Um, so my experience saw that they were trying to be affirmed by their parents all the time by, look, daddy, look at what I did here. Mommy, look at what I did here. Don't you like it? Don't you love me more? And then sometimes that can be unhealthy. Sometimes it's just very normal and it's a little child, but sometimes it's unhealthy um, because as adults, like you were saying right at the beginning, um, we're not childlike sometimes and Mm -hmm. we can be too serious and we can be like, oh, you didn't do that very well and I would have done it differently and da-da-da-da. Now with kids, you just Mm -hmm. need to like uplift them and speak life like you were saying, life into their life, you know, well done for drawing outside the lines. That's fantastic. I love how creative and abstract you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we do this, we see suddenly something inside them um, kind of bubbles up. It's not a bubble. It's like a it explodes. You know, it's like, wow, oh, that's good. You're not going to criticize me because I didn't do it how I, I should have done it, you know? Mm-hmm. So something that was so beautiful about what God gave me was that passion insight vessel to use this book with silly eric to help children um that were dealing with things like you know not not being and there are kids that are not loved Mm -hmm. um there are kids that are bullied there are kids that put themselves down because their parents put so much expectation on them and they're only three Mm. or kids that are in families where their parents are swearing over them I mean, you know, some words I've heard adults speak to children. I am, I, I'm like, I want to go over and be like, would, how would you feel if I said that in your face? Yeah. Very loudly. That's a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't like a fellow adult. This is a child. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, just something that was so passionate, like through all of this, the Lord gave me was this compassion and love for children just how do we be wise with what we say to kids and uh, conversations we're having around them? Mm-hmm. There's lots of political stuff going on right now. Is it mm-hmm. wise to have that conversation, that big conversation in front of a three-year-old? Because they're, yeah. they're listening, they're learning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Gracie, in regards to that moment that you had with the encounter with, with the Lord, when you weren't fully walking with the Lord again, if I'm understanding what you said, um, and uh, and then you had this moment. So this was was this pre-healing then? Yeah. Yeah. How how long? But uh, before you got healed, was this was this encounter? Um, I think it was four years. Okay. Something like that. And then what was that process like of walking that out? I mean, obviously you had had that encounter. I'm sure it, it was one of those encounters that was hard to deny that you were like, okay, that was God. Even yeah. if it didn't entirely make sense, yes. I would imagine there was something in your spirit that was like, you know, like yeah. it bore witness, as they say, it, you know, it, there was something that just like it leapt. Um, leapt. That's the so, word. What's that? That's the word I was looking for earlier. Leapt. There we go. Leapt. <laughs> 
<laughs> Word of the day, everybody. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And so what I'm really curious how you began to walk that out. Was it something that you just kind of hung on to for a little while? Or was it something you actively started looking into? Sometimes when we get given words, I'm just really curious because you weren't entirely walking with the Lord yet. And yet you had this. And there's some people who are, would say they're spirit filled walking with the Lord and they've had a prophetic word and they don't really know what to do with it. And so I'm just really curious what that process was like for you. Well, I, um, the Lord said, you know, do it now. So that for me, it was like very straightforward. It wasn't way too mm-hmm. right. Like, so now I meant with, I, because now i mean I now now yeah now I, I think i you know got a pad out started writing some ideas down in the book um this whole stream of a series of books was created in a week it came very just free flowing mm. it was wonderful and then i didn't i don't know if i knew how to pray in the way i do now sure. so it's just this it was a lot in my mind you know i'd be like do you think I should go and talk to that person about this? And um, and then we start this this conversation and this this way of um, what is the way you want to achieve this, Lord? Hmm. You know, do you want to um, for me to have an agent? And you know, so I'd start asking lots of questions, and I'd get no, don't worry about the agent, just go, you know, and and it would be quite like. Just yeah, just go and talk to this person, and they're going to give you some advice. And so he starts talking to me, and we start building this friendship. And it's like we're pals, you know, in this moment because that's what I needed to have um, that kind of relationship with the Lord to achieve this. Because also, the book is not a Christian book. Mm-hmm. The first one, Silly Eric, it's for the world. So I have to know a bit about how that is, how the world perceives Christians. Mm. Because otherwise I can exclude myself from the world if it's not what God is saying. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I asked the Lord, shall I mention your name? And he said, no. So I didn't mention Jesus's name, which Mm. then is kind of awkward because then in Christian bookshops they're like well you don't mention Jesus name and I'm like oh my gosh do you know how much I assure you I am a Christian yeah (laughs) like it's had the opposite effect but it spoke to kids that were in secular schools that were from all sorts of faiths with um and there's been I've just seen healing I've seen like when we take the books into schools and there'd be this oppression on the children and the Lord would be like, just release joy. Hmm. And I say, I just release joy. And then it would be like, pop, 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 pop. And then, and they'd start, they'd like sit up these children that were kind of all slouched down. And, oh. and, they'd, and then they'd be listening to what I said. I was healed from a car crash. Now I have these books. Now they've won awards with the Prince's Trust, you know, um, King now King Charles gave me an award for it, and now they're listening. Oh, you did this from this? Oh, wow! There must be a story I need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as this is going, my relationship is getting closer with Jesus, and growing, and growing, and growing, and growing. And each story has 
a non-religious way about it, right? Because mm. it's like, God, what do kids need to hear about right now? Never giving up because they want to give up too yeah. easily. Okay, let's write a story about never giving up. Mm. Um, and so that was kind of my slow walk, just me and Jesus, into this place. And then he was like, declare my um, truth and my healing over the books. Wow. So then we, you know, I would just pray over the books and I'd be like, I pray that when children read this book that all um, Asperger's or, you know, behavioral problems and just a lot to do with the mind, I'd, we just, we, then we bless them with encounter of Jesus, with freedom, with love, with joy. Mm. And then we'd get to go and take it to kids that had um, you know, birth defects um like some stuff where you just want to cry yeah time that you're with them and you're just like no you have to be strong <laughs> <laughs> keep it together yeah and we took the books into um hospitals where there were children with one baby that had literally no bones and um wow yeah and now here is the like the not the not the fluffy side of it, right? You know, writing kids' books is really wonderful. It's one, it's um, creative. It's fun. It's um, lots of people want to do this. And then the reality of part of why you're doing this is so you can walk into places where there's disaster and pain, and people need healing. If they are not healed, they adopt, They will die. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's when God allowed me to walk into these places, and now. I had given my life back to Jesus. I was walking with him. He was showing me um, a lot about belief, what you believe, the power of belief, um, showing me how different things were operating in children's hospitals, showing me love in different areas that weren't even from Christians, and then we would just go and just, you know, <laughs> speak life over these people. Mm. It's it's difficult because you're not, a, a lot of the time you're not allowed to pray for people. Yeah. When you walk into that, you're not allowed. You're told when you go in, you are not allowed to pray for people. And you're I like, just. Out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then we would give the books um, at Christmas and it would just give us a, an opening to go and pray for kids. And, they, and we saw so many healed, so oh. many healed. Um, and I think God will show us fruits later as well, you know. Like we don't need to see it all now. If it doesn't happen, that's okay. God yeah. still moved. I know yeah. he did because he sent me on this journey. Well, and also something that when I've, you know, when I pray for people and I don't see anything happen, like say there's somebody who uh, like, like there was this guy that was like hobbling along the road and he's like kind of in like one of those like walkers and it was stuck on like the sidewalk and like on a busy street. It was like, he was like this older gentleman. It was stuck and everyone was just driving by him. And I'm like, I get out and I could tell he's like in a lot of pain. I get out and I'm like going over like Superman. I'm like, dude's getting healed, Lord. It's going to happen. And so I pray for him. 
and nothing happens and I'm helping. And then I pray for him one more time. Nothing happens, you know, and then he's just like, you know, and there was a language barrier because he spoke Spanish. And and so I was like, all right, well, it's like, you know, uh, you know, adios amigo. I don't know what I said. And then and I walk away and I just refused to be disappointed that it didn't happen in my timeline. I don't know what happened 20 minutes from now or an hour from now, sure. you know. Who knows? Like, I, I, I don't think any of us have the authority to be like, oh, nothing happened. Especially when you pray for somebody and then you never see them again. You don't know, you know? And so I take a lot of comfort in that too. Just like God's, God's going to do what God's going to do. It's not going to stop my mandate and what I'm supposed to do. So. Exactly. Because you are so important, Jeff. Like mm-hmm. you, you're important to God mm-hmm. and he's not going to waste your time. Right. Like, you know, he's not going to waste your time. Oh, you prayed for someone. Oh, you're a terrible person. Like, right. Yeah. It's of course he's going to use this. And, and there's so, like you said, with everything that's been woven in heaven and earth and through our lifeline and timeline. And wow. Mm. Wow. Like mm. the smile, the hug, the, you know. Right. It's Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. So, um, how many how many kids books had you written like before you really because it seems like with this whole thing it was like it was really just like a step-by-step journey. I mean, it always is, I guess, with God, but like a step-by-step journey and you really coming back to the Lord and him revealing more of himself to you. It really seems like it's it was just like a one step at a time kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of trust in sure. that because sure. uh, writing kids' books that having illustrators, all this, the vision, well, the the uh, business side of it is expensive. Yes. It's expensive, you know. Um, so you have to really, well, I had to be like really hearing the voice of God because I couldn't just do this, you know, without hearing the voice of God. And I was working um, a fantastic job and I, gave everything up and I just said okay if this is well I was like I believe this is from you my character is I can't do this job and this at the same time mm-hmm. I have to give a hundred percent yeah so I'm going to choose your way and just we're gonna go step by step and you just and and this was you just revealed like all these beautiful things and how amazing it's amazing. Yeah. So I think from that, I think there's, I probably need to count on my hands. I think there's like eight books. That we've eight written. books have Silly Eric, or are there other books that you've written? Uh, I've written another book uh, called Tea with Bee um, and an elephant book that was um, about, that was about an orphan elephant. And it was that took photographs of babies and they wanted to do this real life story of a real elephant in Africa. And so we kind of, I helped with the concept design and it was an, it was a story of an an orphan elephant and how he was, you know, taken in and loved. So that was kind of biblical in a way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And heart, heart wrenching as well. It was sweet. I mean, it was for Mm -hmm. three year olds, so it was not like a long story. It's very like short and, Mm -hmm. So then when, when did uh, Miswrite Publishing come, come into the picture? Was that at the same time or was that you had done a couple of silly Eric books and then eventually this developed? It was, um, Miswrite Publishing was 
kind of parallel to a little bit. So like the book was ahead and then Misrate Publishing, I was like, how are we going to do this? Lord? He's like, I want you to start a publishing company. Okay. Um, now, this was quite a while ago. Uh, Self-publishing wasn't as popular as it is. You, If you were in publishing, you needed an agent. You couldn't have unsolicited people go to the publisher. You know, it was fair. It was a bit more like this to get into this space. Um, so he just, it was like he wanted, I believe he said, I want you to start this publishing company and then help other people that have something inside them that's going to benefit my children, that's going to impact my kids, um, help them develop their story and release their work. Mm. So that's where Miss Wright Publishing came in. Miss Wright Publishing really only started last year in the way that I believe God wanted to breathe on it. Wow. So it's so been a, it's been a process. It's been a lot of waiting and a lot of yeah. people saying, you know, did God really say this? Mm. So people said that to me because they're like yeah. um and really challenged me um with that and I was like I believe he did. And if he didn't, then that's okay. I've really enjoyed the process. I've yeah. learned, you know, um, we just had, or the, we just had an eight, it was not just, it's a few years ago now, an eight-year-old um, basically um, release his ideas into becoming an illustrator at eight years old. Come on. And wow tell his story and now he's selling books on his own right with his dad so when you see what god does through it and it was through covid it was through when people were really down and Mm -hmm. was happening and and so it really gave them hope and and they're wonderful wow yeah that is so cool so obviously you wrote a bunch of silly eric books and then you wrote a homeschool edition, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the homeschool edition. Or this is, yeah, this is the homeschool edition. This was um, something I did with Bethel Children's Ministry. And we partnered up and we, it was just the most wonderful experience to get together with such spirit-filled believers, you know, just where they're just living in heaven um, and talking about what we wanted to help children in and just breathe with activities and songs and creation. And so it's silly X seven days of creation. And we go through how God made the world in seven days and the power of our words and how, how powerful we are as little people, how we have the responsibility as little people. Um, And so we get the kids to think about their communities and what can they pray for. So we don't just give them like, this is what you have to pray. It's like, ask the children, (laughs) where do you feel there's a need? Ask the Holy Spirit. You know, we do um, this really fun activity where they build a tent at home, which represents the secret place. Mm. And then they take their prayers and their stories and then they have these little stars in here where you write things on the stars and you hang them up in your tent. And um, we did a, a demo of this tent and we drew 
on the side of the tent or creation. And then we read stories in the tent and we just declared this would be a place of peace. And, um, and we had like in, in, in our family house and my mom would go and sit in there and then the dog would go and sit in there. And like, I would sit in there. We just have like this holy peace. And we were like, this is like the tabernacle of David vibe, but this, cause you know, place of worship, mm-hmm. um, but it's for kids to identify with God on their own in their secret place that they wow. have created. And so that is what you get with this. Um, and it's also online so people can, sorry, I mean downloadable. So you can have it as a tangible copy like this, or you can have it so you just print it out in your church. We have a church pack and we have a homeschool pack. And um, we had 30 kids prophesy about over this whole project. Oh, I love that. So cool. Yeah. It's like cool. Yeah. Wow. How did this come about? Did uh you know, did yeah, I'm curious how this how this came about working with Bethel. Um, part of my healing testimony of brain injury was um the Lord sent me to Bethel. I mean, the story is long, so I will not go into the whole Yeah, you can just, you know, just hear that on the Sean Boltz uh interview. Um so Basically, the Lord took me to Bethel, um, and Chris Ballatin said, "Hey, you know, I feel like someone in here was hit by a car. They haven't fully been healed of brain injury, um, and I, if that's you, I just want you to stand up." And so now this was in like you know, I think there was like five thousand people in the room. It was at Open Heavens Conference in two thousand sixteen, and I was like, "That is me." And I said, Lord, if this is for me, I know that sounds silly because I'd already got over that. I wasn't fully healed as a brain injury. My back had been completely healed, but the brain hadn't. I said, send me the biggest father figure in this room to pray for me. And I was, you know, kind of muddled up in lots of different people kind of at the back. And then I just felt this hand on my head and I opened my eyes and it was Bill Johnson. And I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. (laughs) You know, for me, that's, he's, you know, the senior leader, you know, obviously Chris is a senior leader, but he, for me, represents like, you know, the father. Absolutely. And, um, and then, you know, he said, hey, how do you feel? And I said, well, I feel, I feel okay. I feel good. I believe that's Jesus because that's what I asked him. He goes, come tomorrow and let me know how you feel. So the next day I, you know, saw him and I told him how I felt. I said, I just am standing on that word because that's what I asked the Lord. So nothing massive had happened other than I felt like this buzziness kind of lift. Mm. Really cool. Yeah. And then later I would find out that was the that was the healing. And just my thoughts were sharper. Um and it was just, and so because of that relationship, building a friendship with Bill um, and, you know, I shared, um, he's been an amazing spiritual father to me. Um, and so I, I got to share my vision with this project and he thought it was a great idea. And so we took it to the children's ministry and they loved it. And an angel actually, I think two angels turned up in our meeting and it was so, and, and they were like, whoa, there's like two huge angels yeah. behind you. And I was like, 
thank you lord yeah because so that's how how it you know started and amy who was in the children's ministry leading that she and her team just came around and we i mean the prayer that has gone into this it took two years to build wow um you know not every day but you know we you sit with it you wait for the lord Mm -hmm. to speak and out of that came also this celiac seven days of creation which is can you see that i can Um, which is just it's a really fun book i'll just oh look at that um i love it this was um just wow hang on i'm going to show you a picture that i think is really funny (laughs) because it's very childlike oh there we go can you see with jesus and his paper cup oh yeah with the up up to his ear yeah and this is silly eric who's about four in this or four or five getting to know who how to speak to to the holy spirit then jesus and then father god and he phones Jesus and says, hello, Jesus, like on his paper cup. And Jesus picks up his paper cup and responds. And then there's all these encounters and Father God shows him how he made the world with his words and the power of words and the authority that we have with our words. Wow, that is so important. So important. Because I talk about that a lot with people, even just with words. The power of words and and it's crazy to see that we have a lot of science that actually backs up the power of words i don't know if you've ever seen those scientific studies of like they're freezing ice is freezing and they're speaking words over it and it's like the like hateful hurtful words are like sharp and jagged and um it, it it's just crazy yeah it, it it is amazing um just seeing seeing i've seen exactly what you're talking about yeah. and it was like wow oh my gosh if we could get this as a child what could we be declaring what could we be creating what could we with the lord you know through god obviously um and and so it just really excites me you know with this kind of material how if we can get this to kids and just encourage them with that you know and and adults <laughs> and, and- and yes <laughs> um so yeah, yeah. definitely Amen. wow oh yeah and we also have a picture of bill johnson oh. holding the book yes which oh. is right let's take the overlay yeah. off cool. he oh, just really? yeah he endorsed it um and he and he just you know i think it's just wonderful he said that he this is something he would recommend um when you're teaching your kids at home as well. And, and just, he's just poured so much into my life. Like he's been amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Love it. Love it. It's just so cool to see God's favor over this process. Obviously it's been a, it's been a process. Um, but, uh, and that's why I also say like with people too, when they're like, um, Jeff, you have such great encounters. Teach me. I, I, I want to have encounters like you. I'm like, you don't, you want, you want encounters between you and the Lord. Like the only thing I could tell you is pursue him. Like, and, and for me too, even with like anything, whether it's healing, whether it's encounters, I, I never go in with the objective of God, I'm getting FaceTime with you because I want to be healed, you know, or I want, 
I want an encounter. I, I want, it, look, it, it, it's not wrong to desire those things. Absolutely not. But it's not why I pursue the Lord. And so that's always my advice to people when they write me and ask me. I'm like, just to seek his face for the sake of seeking his face. Like for me, it's like, even if I never had, yeah, I've had some cool encounters with the Lord and I've experienced some cool healing and stuff. If I never experience any of that ever again, he's worthy, yes. you know? So. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's not how you treat your friends, right? Like you wouldn't hang out with them. Like if they were a celebrity, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I need to hang out with you because you're a celebrity. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, like my heart just hurts for God when people do that or when I've done, you know, I don't, I mean, I would say I'm not, I don't, that's not why I have a friendship with Jesus. I just right. don't. I think that's was such a part of my story actually was like, I don't need you to do anything for me. Mm. That was a real thing at the beginning of the friendship again. It was like, you don't need to do anything. We can just sit and hang out. And that's Amen. To do. Yeah. That's the good stuff right there, Gracie. Um, okay. I would love for you. I would love for you to just pray for people. Yes. And thank we'll see what God does. Oh, yes. Well, Father, I thank you so much for everybody watching. Mm -hmm. I thank you, Father, for their ears to hear what they need to hear throughout this awesome interview with Jeff, Lord. Father, I thank you for your weighty presence. I thank you for, for the hearts of those that are pursuing you, Lord Jesus, in all things, Father God. Father, I thank you that you love your children. And you love to guide them, Holy Spirit. You love to move them where you need to be. So, Father, I just ask that you would move and guide everybody that's listening to what they need, whether it's in children's writing, whether it's in uh, painting or dance or just whatever it could be, Lord Jesus, that you would move them, just hold their hand, or they would feel your tangible presence of you just moving them into the right position. And, Father, I speak healing over hearts. Uh, and I just also um, break of all disappointment mm. um, over you if you're dealing with disappointment. We just break it off in Jesus' name. It has no place to own you and how you move with your relationship with the Lord. I speak expectation over you, blessing that um, his ways are good, his ways are kind, his ways are pure. I speak a renewing of your mind in Jesus' name. And I bless your mind, your, your brain, just everything that's going on in there to be healed of any depression. We command all depression to go in Jesus' name. And, and anything um, that is pushing down on your head, if, there's like, if you're getting headaches, we command them to leave in Jesus' name. And um, we just take off all the stuff like the stuff of the world off your thoughts and your life and we place the the crown that the lord gives you and father i thank you um yeah i just i just thank you father for your glory just to penetrate through um this interview lord jesus and father i also ask that with parents listening that you give them new ideas for their kids, that you would show them who their children are for the future of what they need to um, help encourage them with for now so that they can get to 
the place they need to be sooner, Lord Jesus. So we bless you. We bless you with the blood of Christ. And, um, Lord, we give you the glory and we thank you, Jesus. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Gracie Wright, you were absolutely delightful. And oh, I had such a, a such a great time. Such a great time. Um, how, how can people follow you? Uh, how can they purchase your books? All that stuff. Give them the deets. All stuff. They can go to misswritepublishing.com, which is the miss, you know, it's the publishing um, website. And then my personal website is gracywright.com. And you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. It's gracywright222, I think, on Instagram. Um, and Facebook, you just type in Gracie Wright and you'll find me. And it would be lovely to hear from people, like if you encountered the Lord or if you want prayer with anything that we talked about, please do get in touch. Amen. And then you also have albums. Oh, yeah. You do. And I went on Spotify and I found them. <laughs> so you have one called Redeemed, Candlelight, Psalm 23, I Am Created, all that good stuff. So I Am Created is for four-year-olds. Well, you know, a, a 50 year old can listen to it, I suppose, if they want to. It listens back. It's really funny. And we, we made a dance for it and everything. <laughs> so oh, you did? It's really fun. Wow. It was really bringing my childlike self and who it created to be and declaring, you know, what God says over you. Uh -huh. And also, I'll just say with Redeemed, we've had so many testimonies of people being healed through listening to those songs because for me, that was. um. There was so much healing for me um, from my voice being taken after the car crash to them being able to find my voice again. Um, and so there's just a weight of healing on that for people in wow. so many ways that I don't even know what's going on. Like someone was healed from looking at the cover. Wow. I mean, because it's we prayed, we asked God to show us what to draw. We have a whole movie, yeah. like images that the Lord showed us. So. Um, just please have a listen to it and just be in it. And there's one, sorry, that's called no, deep good. and it breaks off lies. So the lies that we thought about ourselves, it's just like really addressing false identity, just breaking the lies off and just going deeper with Jesus. It's called deeper. Yep. yep. That, yeah. Track number two. I'm looking at it right now. I got a <laughs> monitor up here. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, yep. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well, Gracie, seriously, thank you so much. Thank um, you, Steph. You're awesome. Like, thank you for doing this and holding a platform for others to, you know, bless other people. It's really oh, absolutely, yeah. It's uh, Steve Schultz, obviously my boss. He, you know, he he came to me and asked if I wanted to do this, and then it just the rest is history. You know, so awesome. Yeah. So, um, everybody, that is our show. Have an amazing, amazing Wednesday. I almost said Thursday. It's not Thursday yet. Tomorrow, Thursday, we're having Matt Kuhneman and Anthony Armstrong back on the show. It's going to be great. We're going to be talking about how to handle a prophetic word, especially as young people. What do we do with that? Um, is it still relevant? It's going to be a great episode, you guys. So tune in tomorrow. Also, there's a donation link at the end, ElijahFire.com slash donate. That makes sure that keeps this free five days a week. Uh, and then also we're digging wells in Uganda and also dealing with First Nations people here in America as well. It's going to be, uh, we're doing a lot of really cool stuff. 2023 is going to be a solid year for that as well. So 
Um, any donations you give, some of that money is going to go towards that as well. And we thank you guys. You guys are so generous. And we please pray for us. Keep praying for us. Really appreciate it. So we'll see you tomorrow, Thursday, November 10th with Matt Kuhneman and Anthony Armstrong at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. And we'll see you guys then. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.